remember. Do you know what I think about all the time? Oh, yes. I I think about that clown world meme and how it was straight up a Nazi meme, but it never really, like, permutated any spaces I was in. I just know that because, like, that's shit I know about. But I often right. think about the reject modernity, embrace tradition meme, which is funny. I've retweeted a few. And that's no, like, I hate that one's definitely Nazi meme. That's that's straight up. <laughs> Umberto echoes her fascism. That's straight up the second fucking pillar. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there's like a shit ton of memes that are like clearly Nazi shit that like run around in left spaces, and reject modernity, embrace tradition is absolutely one of them. Yeah, Umberto echoes her fascism. If you ever want a, a deeper, more nuanced understanding of the intro uh, of the intro, ah, uh, fuck, I can't say the word. <laughs> of the intricacies yeah that word of the constantly shedding snake that is fascism and you want to feel a lot worse about the current state of the world that's a solid read does that have anything to do with 50 shades of gray oh we're talking about what now no it never does does it no hi my name is amber autumn she her and can i just say listener that i love what you're doing with your hair today and my name is prince devon and i can't see your hair and I he fucking hates anything. your hair. He hates your hair and he hates you. I'm trapped And in you should spots. fucking fight about it. <laughs> fight me in the street. Fight me on the moon! In like a... In like a hot way. Yeah, like in like when Rocky fights Apollo in the ring for nobody else and it's ding, ding, and they throw the punches and it freeze frame. God, Amber, I saw the director's cut for Rocky 4 in theaters and it was fucking awesome! Was oh, it? It was so weird. Good. I love. Oh, I love Rocky Why? so much. <laughs> oh, you want, is, that, is that what you want the Fifty Shades of Grey episode to turn into? Oh no, you're right. <laughs> you would not stop. We'll have to do Rocky next time. Uh, one one of these days, baby. So, anyways, what's uh, what's our podcast? Uh well, I. Good question. Um, so I've heard a rumor that our podcast is called Original Podcast Do Not Steal. And furthermore, that Original Podcast Do Not Steal is a podcast where once a week, Devin and I take some kind of story or something, and we make an original character in that intellectual property. And sometimes um, we do very classy and interesting things, like Commedia dell'arte and Ruddigor and Norse mythology. Um, and sometimes um, it's today. Fuck you. We are not friends. Um, <laughs> that's almost enemies. certainly not true. It's probably, if you're listening to this, you're probably one of my friends. <laughs> um, uh, today, we are going to be talking about critically acclaimed, world-famous uh, literature and film franchise, Fifty Shades of Grey, um, which will be fun because we are doing this episode before we do our Twilight episode. Um, I've never heard of Twilight. Who is she? Not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, isn't it worth um, talking about? Because isn't Fifty Shades of Grey Twilight fanfiction? Yes, sort of. Yes. I mean, yes, it is. Um, so this is, like, super meta. Right. <laughs> we're making so, an OC about someone's fanfic. Yeah. Gee, okay, so... Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, it, it initiated... As a super long fan fiction entitled "Master of the Universe," um, it's about He-Man. Uh, on, uh, 
I get to talk about He-Man? Oh, thank God. Okay, so here's you the thing about He-Man. I, Everyone gets fundamentally wrong. They think He-Man <laughs> is just a brute, a savage. He, like, he was, and he, they think he's a Conan the Barbarian ripoff, but even then, you have to understand that Conan the Barbarian is a very classically thinking man. But He-Man is a very kind, noble soul who, despite his gruff exterior, actually goes against a lot of what people would define as toxic masculinity. And then you jump to She-Ra, and the gays have took it over, but it always belonged to the gays. He-Man has always fundamentally been the gayest goddamn thing in the universe. I'm, anyways, this is just... Uh, you, you go. You go. I'll go forever. I need to stop myself. See, this is why that we thought that we thought we... This is why we thought we were going to make a good podcast, um, is that Devin has this incredible superpower where you can bring up any fucking franchise, and he has, like, a tight 15 ready to go on it. Um, about anything in his back pocket all the time. Uh, um, I wish, and it's always really good. <laughs> I wish that was a commodity. Well, it is a commoditizable skill if you could, like, make content, but I struggle to You do will that. do anything within your power to monetize our friendship. Ah, you did the thing! <laughs> what a great episode! <laughs> Um, so Fifty Shades of Grey started out as a fan fiction of, like, like, nominally it's not a fan fiction of Twilight, um, but it is a fan fiction of Twilight, uh, about Anastasia Steele, um, a young up-and-coming, she works at a publishing company, I don't know what her actual job title is, I don't remember, uh, and then she falls into a BDSM relationship with this extremely rich and powerful guy named Christian Grey, um, and they do this, like... More like Christian Gay. <laughs> you fucking got him, Devin. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy uh. fucking shit. Oh my god, Devin. Can you fucking calm down? It was pretty fucking savage, Devin. I don't know if we're gonna be able to air that on our fucking podcast, Devin. Holy fuck. Listen, I'm talking about He-Man and Rocky. I gotta talk about gay shit at some point. Yeah, that's true. Um, God, remember it's... when fucking Apollo and Rocky live running through the beach, and they're fucking in the shortest shorts and the croppiest crop tops of all time, and then Rocky can finally go the distance, so they jump up and embrace each other in slow motion, and I have the tigers fucking blasting, and everyone, everyone, because it's the 80s, is like, God, I want to question my sexuality, but I can't, and I go, you are all gay. <laughs> You're all gay as fuck. You did say that in the 80s. I remember that. I was there. <laughs> yeah, I... so... It's it's sort of the, the 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 cultural like idea of Fifty Shades of Grey. The thing that it's known for is about the BDSM stuff, right? They do they do kink, and it's kinky. Um, and the um uh and the other thing that it's largely known for it's also is not, the, and it's bad. Right, exactly. Is that um, it's not so much that it's kink so much as it's Christian is being abusive towards her, and relatable the, concept. Right, the like, the like. Okay, we should we should we should take a second to talk about our histories with this franchise, Devin. How much history do you have with Fifty Shades of Grey, the franchise? Uh, fucking nothing. <laughs> like other than like understanding it's a really negative representation of what BDSM actually is, and there are a bunch of people in that spaces who fucking hate this work. Other That's than true. that, uh, I remember being like, "It's the horniest movie ever released in theaters," and I was like, "Fuck you." Caligula got an official release. There's Hand Ass Man. Motherfucker. <laughs> the dude from Clockwork Orange looks at a naked asshole, takes a rose, licks the back of it, puts it in that asshole because it's Caligula. And he fucked a horse. 
I was really, I was about to end that whole Rose bit by being like, it's kind of hot, not going to lie. But then you said the thing about the horse, and then I couldn't say that anymore because people would think I was saying that about the horse. (laughs) I don't want to fuck a horse. That's going to end up in the highlights reel is just no context. Me saying, I don't want to fuck a horse. (laughs) I don't, I didn't fuck my horse. Okay. You had a horse? What's the, what's the fucking Shane Dawson tweet? Hold on. (laughs) I didn't fuck my cat. Just type in Shane Dawson, the first thing that comes up is cat. <laughs> oh, no, it's funny because, like, usually you typing on the keyboard doesn't register, but it was, like, just vicious keyboard typing. <laughs> I didn't fuck my horse. I didn't come on my horse. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my horse. I've never done anything weird with my horses. I promised myself I wasn't going to make an apology podcast after last year's thing, so I'm just trying to be as honest and short with this as possible. Uh, <laughs> Avita's gonna be so fucking mad about her search history on this computer that I'm using. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. It's about horse fucking. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, here's my history with Fifty Shades of Grey, because I am the one who picked this episode and I have a little bit more extensive history. Um, I haven't read any of the books. Um, we're making this podcast and neither of us have read the books. Um, and we that's just. That you're, lot, you're gonna have to accept that about us. Um,. You're just going to have to accept that about us. Um, But I have three different times in my life gone up to the person working the tickets at the movie movie theater in Evanston, Illinois, and said, Hello, I would like one ticket for the new Fifty Shades movie. Uh, So I have that on my soul forever, immortally. Uh, They're going to judge that at the gates of heaven when I die. Um, uh, And who knows which way they'll find it. And, um, just as a disclaimer, um, uh, YouTuber Dan Olson has done a trilogy of videos on these movies slash books, um, uh, and I have watched all of them a hundred million times, and I think I have separate things to say, um, than he does, but I definitely have seen that, and that is where, like, a lot, like, if you see similarity, it's gonna happen. They're great videos, you should watch them, they are great. Amber, quick, Um, gun to your head, what are your comfort video essay videos? Um, uh, pretty much any of the H-bomb stuff that's longer, um, I'm gonna get a lot of bad flack for saying this one, um, but, uh, Movie Bob's, uh, Batman v Superman video, um, is fucking incredible. That's a good one. Um, the the really fucking long one, because people don't like Movie Bob. I don't know, I think he was, like, weird about women or something, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't. I am not, like, followed up on the discourse. Yeah, what do I... I've been really... I've been getting really into CJ the X lately. Um, you should absolutely watch CJ the X. Um, they're a genius, and they're right about all of their takes. They're they're right all the time. Um, and they're really funny. Anyway, uh, so, Fifty Shades of Grey. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna start with my little soapbox bit um, before we get to anything else. Um, so, the, the reputation is that Fifty Shades of Grey is like bad at representing a, a BDSM relationship. And that's sort of true. Um, I'm not going to speak to the books. My understanding is that the books are worse about this. Um, th- in terms of the movies, um, my hot take is that movie one is pretty good and movies two and three are bad. Um, but movie one is, is, is actually good. I like it. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, um, but it is like a good movie. It's not um, Speed Racer? 
it's no speed racer but what is so the the thing about 50 shades of gray part one um is that christian is abusive um christian gray is an is he's an abusive guy he's abusive in that relationship um he sucks and it's not healthy and that's the point um it's a story that's it's a there's conflict in the story um there's an antagonist he's the antagonist she gets into this relationship and you want it to work and she wants it to work um but it's not working and christian is an asshole and then by the end of the movie um anastasia needs to like learn to say no to him and to leave him behind and that's her character arc that's the final that's the final scene in the movie the last thing that happens in that movie sorry for spoiling it i don't think it's a big deal um but the last thing that happens in that movie is that uh christian has been shitty um she decides she's done with it she like gets on the elevator to leave his place and she's like coming towards her and she's like stop and he keeps coming and she's like no and she says it with enough force that he like stops and then the like elevator's doors are like closing and he says anastasia and she says christian and the doors close over her face and it cuts to black and that's the end of the movie because she's learning to move on it's fine that he is a dick it's good narratively it's the thing that the conflict is constructed out of um and then in the second and third movie they say uh no sorry we take it back and uh they get back together and it's a good and happy ending when they end up together even though he continues to be shitty it's not good the second and third ones are very bad but if you just watch the first one and pretend that the second and third ones don't exist um it's pretty good and it's about a woman uh leaving an abusive relationship and granted like people really wanted this to be like a representation of the bdsm community right and so um the problem isn't necessarily like oh the movie is painting him as being good when it's not but the problem is more that like people really wanted this to be a depiction of a healthy bdsm relationship and it just wasn't it like wasn't a piece of representation that people wanted if like that's the problem that you're having um i don't really think the problem is with 50 shades i think the problem is with like we don't get other movies that have kink in them because we can't have movies with kink in them because we don't get mid-grade movies anymore and everything has to be big as hell actually why don't indie movies have more kink in them indie movies should have more kink in them i don't see any reason that doesn't happen i should put more kink in my next indie movies i say knowing that i am not going to put that in my man as the hands of fate remake that i'm going to make someday um god (laughs) anyway so 50 shades of gray is it's set in a um a realistic what is it seattle where are they where does that book fucking take place time to add more things she'll be upset of to the search history um it's set in vancouver washington um so um it's set in sort of this like a vaguely thriller style vancouver washington where you have this publishing worker um slash student uh and she meets this like ceo of um of ambiguous business incorporated right um and a lot of it is largely just like an adaptation of like a like a realistic non-vampy version of twilight 
but sometimes they have kinky sex. Uh, so we're not really looking for like a really out there character in terms of our rules, but I think given it's a relationship drama, do I have a pitch? Do I have a pitch? Hold on. I can come up with a pitch. Okay, Amber, hear me out. Yeah. What if it's a kinky vampire? Yeah. Was that it? Was that your pitch? Yeah, that's the whole pitch. Kinky vampire. <laughs> we just put a vampire in Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, when when you hand me like like just a very mm, what am I uh, like how I met your mother like just a normal everyday thing, I'm like okay, but what if there's a fucking werewolf? Sure, totally. <laughs> That's my pitch for a werewolf movie. Werewolf movie, but it takes place in a Zeppelin? Ah, oh, that would be dope as fuck. That is great. So, I, I, have, I have a couple of, like, starting places. Um, one of them, it could be we just go somewhere wild and fantastical. Um, one of them, we could, given that this is based on, like, Twilight but turned real, we could start with, like... Instead of starting with vampire or werewolf, we find, like, some other mythological creature to start with, and then we translate that into, like, Fifty Shades language. Um, the other, um, there's this there's this great line in the, in the Dan Olsen video where he's talking about um, how Fifty Shades Freed is, like, a very low-budget James Bond movie, where instead of, like, instead of chases and fights and gadgets, you have like a gadget a fight and a car going over the speed limit um so we could start with like like james bond or or like thriller sort of archetypes and work backwards from there or we could just take a 50 shades of gray or we could just take a twilight character who, who wasn't really properly adapted and adapt them upwards. Okay, well, if we're doing that one, Amber, have you read Twilight? I've seen Twilight. Because, <laughs> bitch, I haven't. My mom read okay, those Okay, then books. we shouldn't do that one. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> then we shouldn't choose that. <laughs> I I am much more interested in uh, working back, deconstructing a mythological monster sounds like more fun than James Bond villain, but horny. Because if you hand me James Bond, I'm doing villain. <laughs> yeah absolutely do you want me to talk a little bit about the villains that there are in 50 shades other than christian yeah, so there are christian there are a couple of other villains as the franchise goes on because in movies two and three they're pretending that christian is a good guy oh um, oh, oh i have uh, let me let me see if i can oh, go one. for it okay go for it so the one guess i have is another businessman who's like a bad businessman and christian's like our good business boy the other guess i have is they probably didn't do this, but what if they did, like, the purifiers from X-Men? So it's a bunch of these, like, puritanical right-wing fucks who are like, no kink! No kinky sex! Those are my two ideas. No on both counts, but those are both actually pretty good places to start for an OC at some point. But um, our actual main villains, I would say, are... Uh, um... Oh, is it a woman from his past? Oh, there is... Yes, there is a woman from his past. Absolutely. 
Uh, there's actually a couple. One who's like a former sub who goes crazy and shows up for like 30 seconds to to hold a gun at Anna and then disappear from the story forever. Um, and then one who's like his was like his adopted mother. Um, yeah, his 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 adopted mother. Ooh, um, do they do a little like stat this... thing where there's like clearly some sexual stuff going on and it's kind of weird, but that's kind of the point. Yes. Ah, those first few of the stat books are pretty good, and then Anne Rice becomes a born-again Christian, and I'm sorry, you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that your first book was about the fact that you lost your child in wedlock, and then be like, no, these books were never about anything dark. Lestat found God. It's, I'm happy for you, but <laughs> I read your fucking books, and you're a Oof. liar. Um, the other villain is, uh, is this guy whose name... I swear to God, Mr. Is Big, ja- it's Jack Hyde. Jack, shut the f- shut. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No. Yeah, it is. That's so. Yeah, it is. He's like the main antagonist. His name is Jack Hyde, and when it starts out, he's Anastasia's boss, and you think, oh, her boss named Jack Hyde is probably a really great guy. That's so much stupider than anything that happened in the actual dark universe. I know! It's so much stupider than anything in our dark universe, which was great. You should check out that episode. So, uh, yeah, Jack Hyde uh, is her boss, and then um, he sexually assaults her for no reason. Uh, Or, like, no narratively... Like, no narratively justified reason. Like, like, out of nowhere, narratively speaking, which is, like, maybe the point. I Um, didn't know we were doing a David Cage episode. (laughs) um uh and then and then he's evil and does a bunch of shit where he tries to fucking get them both through bribery and blackmail and shit it's not very good it's not it's not very good it's mostly movies two and three so it's bad i don't understand why like your fucking horny sex movies need villains like and i'm like i'm me I love villains. I love villainy. I love costumes and but you know, <laughs> like like when when before we we did this before we have a podcast you'd always be like, "Well, I love a climax. It's just two people talking." And I'd be like, "Shut up. I want two people fighting." <laughs> but you don't the need thing, a vi- the thing, well, I actually think that having a villain, this is actually maybe my favorite angle to go with so far. Um is that having a villain is really in in a horny movie is potentially very good if the villain is hot and you like the fact that there's some antagonism is part of the horny thing about it like 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 imagine if knock knock was a good movie you know i don't know what that is so uh, i know i just like feeling like i know some things that you don't know every once in a while it doesn't happen very often when we're talking about the kinds of things we talk about in this podcast I mean, if you just bring up, like, movies in general, you probably know more than me. I am the movie girl, and you're the everything else boy. <laughs> um, so, what are some what are some monsters that we're um, excited about that aren't vampires and werewolves that we could imagine happening in Twilight, in the world of Twilight? Um, in the world of Twilight... It's rough because vampires are already objectively the hottest monster. Yeah, there's like, 
plant-based monsters. Um, there's the one... Oh, I'm gonna get the... Uh, I'm gonna get the nationality of this monster wrong. I wanna say from Colombia? But it's the one where it's like, its head pops off and it, it's like its head pops off of its thing. Um, why can't I think of... Uh, if we wanna shout out... Okay. Puerto Rico. If we want to shout out Puerto Rico, there's the Chupacabra. That's a Puerto Rican monster. What Bo- if... The Boogeyman. I love a Boogeyman. Oh my... There is the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman's not bad. I do want to... What if we pay off the seed that we planted in the previous episode, and this is when we get to talk about Carmilla? Oh, Amber, did you do it? Did you do it? Was this good planning? Um, I did it, and it was definitely on purpose, um, and not a nice, fun coincidence. Is that, is that cool? Are you, are you gonna be, are you gonna be heartbroken to lose the boogeyman if we go that way? There are other chances to bring up the boogeyman, and I can't, for some reason I'm blanking on mythological creatures, so, like, if you wanna do, oh, just real quick, um, there are tons of, like, the, the suit of armor is possessed and you there's a really easy modern update where it's like a suit but anyways yeah we can do carnell <laughs> um that'll give you a chance to say something also because you did watch that video essay about her i did none of it was about anime i know i'm so sorry again <clears throat> so carmilla is um uh like one of the first vampires in literature um, and she's gay. Um, it's sort of like a, a a little bit of a soft implication in the original novel. Actually, it's not like as ex- as explicit as I would expect it to be in Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, uh, but this is the perfect chance for me to have my BDSM lesbian vampire OC. Devin, do you have things you want to say about Carmilla other than she isn't animated? Um, what do I have to say about Carmilla? It's just like well. <laughs> the thing about me in vampire fiction is, like, sexual identity and expression is inherent to the monster, right? If you're making right. a story within that space, at some point it has these things have to come up. Uh, but I'm, like, dumb, and I'm, like, I like it when my vampire fights Superman, because that's my vampire character's Superman villain. And I'm always, like, man, it's cool, and, like, vampires jump really high and have fangs so like i don't have the most in the world to say sure the the fear in the original bram stoker's dracula is like ah these foreigners and their kooky sex customs and the fear in carnella is oh no the lesbians (laughs) it's interesting in carmilla um uh it's like it's like told from the perspective of the woman who carmilla is like with the like human woman who she like is forming a relationship with and she forms a relationship with this, like, woman. And it's like, oh, no, is something sinister happening here? Uh, so, so it does feel to me like the way we adapt a sexy BDSM lesbian vampire, um, since there already is woman from his past, um, of the, like, villain archetypes that you brought up earlier, um... Oh, it she's makes she's, more, she's the bad business. She it makes more it makes a lot of sense for her to be the bad business person, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and Carnella then you get gets... to have like a storyline where like she, 
uh, like she and Christian meet and like they immediately disagree with each other and like hate each other but she like immediately has like an attraction to Anna um, uh, and like that's maybe very confusing for Anna um, how does, and she's how, not at all into Christian and that's like maybe also sort of uh, off-putting to him that there's like someone who he can't like you know he can't interface with who is immune to his powers because she's another vampire and also gay how does how does anna skew is she like she she like ladies at all i don't know not in not in the established fiction at all that would be if it's so that would be either like either no she's not there's just like this woman who's like really interested in her and she's not at all and there's like that's a dynamic we're playing with or um we have it we like you know do some rewrites on anna's deal or um the one that i think is probably the best and most interesting is the middle ground um where our vampire is our 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 businesswoman ceo is really into anastasia and sort of like a little bit in an inverse of her dynamic with christian um, cause her dynamic with Christian is very like, she wants Christian, but is sort of like very off put by all the like kinky BDSM stuff that he wants. Um, and so I think it like an interesting dynamic would be is like, this lady is like really interested in Anastasia. Um, and Anastasia is like ostensibly not into it, but keeps having all these like reactions that she's like not expecting where like the hot lady will like do something hot and Anna will be like, Oh my God, what was that feeling that I just had there? Right. Does that make sense? So like she's a villain because she goes against Christian, but is she a villain towards Anna? Um, it's sort of an interesting question. Um, I think like if we're doing everything that if we're, if we're doing full fan fiction that gives me everything that I would want out of the franchise, which it's already pretty indulgent that we're making a lesbian BDSM vampire character um, to give Anna a lot of confusing feelings. Um, but if it's everything that I want, then we end up writing a story here where um, Anna leaves Christian. But that is maybe, like, that maybe feels like too much for me. So keeping in, if we keep in the, like, actual spirit of the books then we kind of want to keep portraying Christian as, like, a good guy here. Um, so, like, I think, yes. I think it's, like, a situation where her fucking over Christian in business matters and then, like, moving into his personal life and trying to, like, steal his girl and fuck with him personally, like, is causing problems in anna and christian's relationship and from thence is the is is derived the villainry right um is that she's a vampire and she's evil and she doesn't actually give a shit about like anna's happiness or her relationship or the stability of her life um because she also has a lot of like financial and like life stability tied up in this relationship um but our our lady doesn't care about that um, because this is an erotic thriller, and she's a bad guy in a hot way, and she wants to fuck over Christian in business, and he al- she also wants to fuck his girl. Um, uh, and Anna has a lot of complicated feelings about that, and that's the conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Ask me some questions about this character. Um, fashion sense. 
That's a great question. Fashion sense. I was thinking that one picture of, I think it's Christian Stewart, but I could be wrong. But that one black and white picture of, like, tall woman in uh, sports coat, no shirt, sports coat is covering nipples, hands on knees doing the evil villain thing, it's in black and white. That sounds thinking... like a Kristen Stewart photo. It's very funny that you went to Kristen Stewart, um, as she is, I will remind you, the lead actress in Twilight. Um, isn't, isn't she also queen of the lesbians or whatever? Yeah, she is. It's actually very weird watching Twilight nowadays. Um, when she's very straight in those movies. I actually love the idea of casting her as Chris, of casting Kristen Stewart as her. <laughs> this is Kristen Stewart's revenge for being Absolutely, in we're casting Kristen Stewart as her, right? We did it. <laughs> we gotta. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me as, like, like, very loose like very high business clothes but like in a slutty way you know slutty business slutty business suit yeah um, that should be a section at brooks brothers slutty business what is what do you think what do you think she like wants out of christian because christian's kind of like generic business guy we don't really understand what his company like does he's just like richie mcrich rich right well, she's a vampire. She's there to suck funds away because of business words insert here. I, oh, God, I, I, J.J.R. Martin's right to some extent about, like, fiction is just a rearranging furniture. So it's like, techno babble is science magic is business. You just throw around, like, five fucking words. You know? That's I mean, true. Just, oh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's it's intentionally underwritten. That makes a lot of sense to me. Because Christian's underwritten, so so can that be. She wants to siphon his money because women. Because women are evil. Women are evil, and Electra Electra shows up in season two, and she's trying to seduce Matt Murdock to the dark side, and Electra really doesn't get to make any decisions for herself, almost at all. The one decision she gets to make is to die, and then Defenders happens, and she gets brought back from the dead, and has no person. God, I'm watching so much You're going to be okay? You're going to be okay, Devin? I'm going to be fine. I'm not very emotionally attached to Electra, but I am noticing that problem on a second view, and it's like, I, I knew Electra was the downside of season two, and now I'm like, oh, okay, there's <laughs> problematic reasons as to why this section of the show is boring. Let's talk about our, our character's relationship with BDSM. What do we think is her relationship? Because it's got to be something, right? Um, cause that's like what the whole fucking franchise is billing itself about. And she's like a, a gay mirror to Christian. What if she's into a different type of kink? Ooh, I like that a lot. And because it's 50 shades of gray, it's still not a great adaptation of said kink because we're, we're, <laughs> Absolutely. Sti- we're, we're still within the wheelhouse. Uh, but Amber, you're in a fucking open relationship with a lesbian. You you talk about kink. This is this is, this oh is your time. Oh my god. This is your time. Oh my I'm, god. I'm, vani- I'm vanilla as fuck. I have. Are you? This is this is gonna get dangerously <laughs> close to me talking about like my kink shit. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want, just here, 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 buddy. I'll give you the shame. I'm into public shit. Like, that's my big. It's thing. true. You, yeah. I know that about you. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a downer because like 
no partner I've ever had is, and it's very like, hey, man, if you're not, I get it. So, uh... Okay, you know what? I'm gonna... Hold on. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a special guest for this episode. Hold on. One second. Guest hold on. Stars. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Yeah? Babe, can you come over here real quick? Yeah, what's up? Can you, can you, can you come over here real quick? Can you come over here real quick? Um, so, we are making a Fifty Shades of Grey character. Okay. Um, and we want her to be um, into, very into some kind of kink um, that isn't BDSM. So, for our listeners at home, um, babe, would you like to pick a kind of kink that our character is into? Oh my god. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I love you. To hurt you. I love you. Um... Uh, this is our kink, by the way. Um, <laughs> whatever she's about to say to you, she's lying. Hyper specific. No, I meant the thing, podcast. the dynamic. <laughs> that right kink. there is our kink. But sure, yeah, let's let's go with let's. Uh, um, yeah, we'll pull this one from the repository here. Um, from the spank bank. Uh, we're gonna go with. Dinosaurs sitting on cakes. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Something right, we that we do a... almost every night. That's way too specific. We got a cake sitter. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye Thank you. I love you. Thank you, bye. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So cake sitting. I don't know how you do that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much dumber than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> um so I am gonna go ahead and interpret that one more loosely than she wanted me to interpret it. Um, uh, and make it less literally about that because I think it's silly. There's like breeding kink. There's breeding kink, mm. and there's like there's like destroying things, and there's food. There's always food as an option there as well. There's always food. She is right though. We do we do we do um, transmogrify ourselves into dinosaurs and sit on cakes just about every night. I just want everyone to. Okay, so there's a bit where, like, Christian Stewart's, like, put on the fucking dinosaur mask, and then I... Jesus the theater, Christ. And, and then I, in the okay. theater, am standing next to Never I Am, and I do the Bane thing, and I go, no one cared about me <laughs> until I put on the mask. No, okay, I want it to actually be hot, though, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want it to be a thing that takes every person watching it out of the movie, <laughs> slash the book. <laughs> I could, I could go through my my porn search history, but I don't think we're gonna get anything. It's no, the same three um, things. <laughs> okay, so you do like hardline fear shit. Okay, let me let me just let me talk about kinks a second. I guess I fucking guess. Um, uh, so. Listen, yeah. sometimes this podcast is me talking about my abusive dad, and sometimes it's you talking about kink, alright? Here, here are some kinks that exist in the world. Um, there's BDSM, which is a lot of power exchange stuff, and there's also a lot of pain involved in there. Um, all of that is pretty well covered in Anastasia and Christian's relationship. Um, some other uh, common stuff that there is in the world, um, like bodily play with like piss and shit and stuff, there's uh there's age play there's pet play there's um uh there's like the inflation shit um there's um people are into food 
people are into finance-based kinks yep there's uh uh findom is a whole thing um there's uh like a lot of various kinds of role play that people can do that qualify um there's public shit as you may have heard about before in your time um uh there's um there's like chastity shit chastity shit's actually not bad um i'm so sorry avita that we're just completely leaving your idea behind um i'm sure that when you listen to this you will learn to forgive me um if i sit on a cake for you later i don't know are any of those like four quadranty enough uh chastity could be i guess my question then would be what would bad representation of chastity play look like Ooh. okay so chastity is also really fun narratively because then you get to like you get to like have a situation where Kristen stewart vampire is like um hey where the christian stewart vampire is like hey i want to fuck and anastasia is like no and Kristen stewart vampire um gets to be like okay well in that case I'm going to, like, give you this order not to fuck anyone, including your husband. Um, uh, And Anna can be like, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. And then Kristen Stewart's vampire, like, does something hot. And then Anna's, like, into it. And the next time she and Christian, like, want to have sex, she, like, doesn't. And then it's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, you know? And then, like, that's feeding into the conflict between... Here's what it is, here's what it is, here's what it is. Yeah, 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 go, go, go. She does the, like, you can't fuck your husband. She's like, whatever, I'm going to fuck my husband right now. And then, like, Christian Stewart, like, I don't know, licks her or some shit. Does a hot thing. And then she's, like, making out with Grey. And, like, they look over in the mirror. And in the mirror where Grey should be, it's Christian Stewart. And she's like, oh, no! Yeah, that's that's pretty good, actually. That's... (laughs) Yeah. And then you sort of get to have a whole threesome dynamic with the three of them as well uh occasionally with it's this like, it's like when it's like the big fuck party in sensate where like all of the bodies are switching you know what i'm saying or like the scene in blade runner 2049 i don't remember oh my god it's so good it's the best scene in that movie yeah i like that um and, and kenyan jacques claude van damme is like why do i have a boner watching jacques claude van damme yeah. movie? <laughs> it was the best part of sensate <laughs> sensate oc when never we're never gonna do the sensate episode i don't want to do the sensate episode i was sensate is like one of those things where when i think back about who i was when we when the two of us were watching that show together i am like the most like god uh, that guy sucked that guy was shitty he was a shitty guy i don't want to like any of the jokes we made about that show were shitty i was like (laughs) i was fucking i was so transphobic to that trans character every single fucking time she was on screen um like i i don't want to i none of the jokes we would make in that episode i would feel good about (laughs) remember the one joke we had for that remember our version of i'm sorry peter i'm gay but for (laughs) sensei we were bad we were we were in high school it wasn't it was bad oh that section of the podcast is just for us to listen back to because i'm not telling the audience the joke (laughs) no totally no Um, I still feel like we're missing something about her, about, like, what she wants in the situation, about what her deal is, about... She wants Christian's sweet bags of cash, and she wants Anna's sweet, sweet lady pussy. No, that's, yeah, I mean, that is, that is pretty much it. I just want one more wrinkle in it, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, here's an idea. Yeah. Um, to harken back to Twilight, Bella very much wants to be turned into a vampire, right? Right. Does Christian Stewart, like, want to turn Anna gay, or is it just mind games? Because, again, it's bad representation. Well, I think that Christian Stewart wants to fuck her and doesn't necessarily care all that much how she feels about it. Ah, Christian Stewart is just this whole movie in constant pre-jerk-off brain. But I think, yeah, yes, absolutely. She is in pre-jerk-off brain the entire time. And I think if we want to go in on the, like, Bella wants to get turned into a vampire thing, like, Anna gets, like, access to Christian's money, but she doesn't really get to, like like have his like control his power in the world um so what if like part of the game here is that Kristen stewart vampire is offering her power in some way um and that's like part of the appeal is that she's like yeah because there has to be a reason she keeps coming back because we haven't made it sound like Kristen stewart is very pleasant to be around other than that she's hot and that anna has some feelings about that but yeah she's like offering her maybe like does okay so i imagine it's just a fucking gray being like here's money do whatever maybe anna's like hey here's a position at my company because not only do i want to fuck but you're like competent at a whatever the thing amber says she does at the beginning of this movie it's true and that's another that's another nice like little dark mirror to christian because christian buys the company that anastasia works at um and gets her promoted that way into like a like a little bit of a managerial position, but it's still like a small firm. Um, and we could have Kristen Stewart Vampire go, no, I own Big Business Incorporated, whatever, or like maybe I'm on the board. I can get you a position on the board. We can be equals. You can have the same salary that I have. You are good at this, and I want you close to me. And Anna like. Yeah, that's like a that's like a way that Anna can think about it. That Anna can be tempted. I like that. Do we want to give her a name? What's what's Bella spelled backwards? What's her alicard? Aleb. <laughs> Aleb. <laughs> it could be Allie. Allie. Could be Stephanie for Stephanie Meyer. What's a if if you were Amber if you were making a fucking modern day Carnilla B- BBC but you couldn't name her Carnilla and you had to give her a modern contemporary name what name would it be? Uh, I would like to name her Calvin, which I know is a boy's name, but I think that's kind of the point. Is just I like that it's fucking with the gender a little oh, bit of the name. Calvin. I don't know. I like I like it. I like it. I'm into it. And then last name probably um, Klein. Like something that uh, like is a dark mirror of Christian. So Christian's last name Gray is like some is like about like ambiguity in like liminal states um fog i'm pretending we didn't already do this we already recorded this and you said fog and i said yes that's a good idea we'll name her calvin fog so her name's gonna be calvin fog and then we're gonna say let's come up with one uh special thing apiece and then we're each gonna come up right now with our one special thing apiece mine is that she really likes tasteful nude paintings and that she's got a bunch of tasteful nude paintings hanging up everywhere including one very large tasteful nude of herself hanging over her mantle you said these movies take place in washington right so it's kind of kind of looks like twilight kind of always foggy rainy sort of thing 
uh, she, Calvin, fucking hates it. And is always talking about how the weather is so much better in California. That's right. Um, it, it, is, it is miserable when it's cold. I agree with her. I hate her. And that's the goal, right? I want to fuck her. I love her. Um... Yeah, you're just horny for these last two OCs we've made. Next time, we'll get to make one that you want to have sex with, and that'll be exciting. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then after that one, the audience is horny. Right, like the like the Kings of the Wild episode. Well, this, uh, this that's a character. That's Calvin Fogg. Um, uh, this has been original podcast, Do Not Steal. I have been Amber Autumn, she, her, and hey... I love what you're doing with your outfit today. My name has also been Amber Autumn, and I fucking ad- and I fucking adore what you're doing with your hair. Actually, it's great. You've won me over. You've won me over. This was character growth. This is an arc. We have character arcs in this podcast. Uh, who have you? Be- You've been Amber Autumn. That's right. Um, join us next week. Um, uh, the, sorry, the music, the intro and outro music is by Kyle Alicia. You can find their work at realragnarok.bandcamp.com. Um, join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about, uh, something else that we haven't decided on yet. Who knows? The world is full of possibilities and we invite you to join us for them. Um, but next week, uh, do you want to do your sign off? <laughs> And it's a mystery box. Professionals, that's because I do everything within my power to monetize this podcast! Okay, bye. Ah, fap. Uh.